Hey everyone! Oh, I'm so excited to be back and doing the second episode of the Messy Mama podcast. I'm so thankful for all of the people that listened last week to the episode. I've got a lot of feedback and I'm just so thankful. This, like I had said before, this is something that I've wanted to do for so long and I think that this is just such a great place um, for me to do that and uh, it's been really great. Uh, so I'm thankful for all of you that listened last week and decided to come back. And if you're new, welcome. My name is Cass and I am the host of the Messy Mama podcast. I've formulated kind of like an outline for how I want to do these episodes because I know that I'm a scatterbrain. Um, so I have to do it in a way that makes sense. <laughs> so I figured that every week we'll start with life updates. What's going on with me uh, right now? Nothing major. We are planning for our resident assistants to come back for work, um, for training, and my job this summer has kind of been planning all of training, so kind of a big job, but I'm super excited to see it come to fruition. Uh, It's been a lot of work, but I am looking forward to it, and Malachi, I I realized last week I didn't talk about Kai enough. (laughs) But I just had so many things that I wanted to say and all of my thoughts just kind of came out. So um, my son Malachi will be two in November and Lord God Almighty, he is, he's such a blessing. (laughs) I love my son. He's just, he's a very active baby and it's a lot. Like on Fridays, I have to really, I'm like, okay, I'm like, all right. He's with me for the weekend. We got this. Like, it's a lot. Um, I picked him up on Friday, and he had fallen off of the couch and got a bump on his head. <sighs> it's always something. But luckily, we didn't end up <laughs> in urgent care because that has happened as well. Other than that, nothing crazy has been happening. Um, but we're chilling. We're vibing. We're enjoying the rest of our summer. I feel like my summer... I didn't really have one. I went to the beach once. Anyone who knows me knows I love the beach and I'm like very sad about it. But our weather was like shitty at the beginning and now work is picking up. So, you know, life. Um, But anyways, that's been my life. So let's jump into today's topics. So I want to preface this episode and say that we will be discussing um, some potentially triggering topics. So We will be discussing uh, miscarriage and doctor's visits, potentially some procedures, and I just wanted to make sure um, that I leave the door open. I know that some of these things aren't always easy to talk about, and I want to make sure that anyone who, you know, just may not be ready to talk about their experience or listen to someone else's, it is 150% okay with me for you to click off, and there are zero hard feelings. Whatever you got to do, protect your peace, girl. So my journey, um, I told y'all last week, but my pregnancy journey started in November of 2019. And that's when I found out that I was five weeks pregnant. Um, I got pregnant in my second year of grad school twice. And at that time, I, you know, was finishing up everything for classes, my assistantship, and there was no real definitive reason why I did miscarry, um, My second year of grad school, I had a lot of stress, Um, but again, can't pinpoint exactly what happened. Um, And my process of going through my miscarriage, it really changed my whole perspective. 
Um, for me, it made me, it made me want one more. Um, but that's when I learned that, you know, one in four women will go through a miscarriage. Um, 20% of all pregnancies, whether they're known or not, will end in a miscarriage. And, you know, sometimes we can be thinking that we just had a heavy period that month and we could have just had a miscarriage and we'll never know. And I don't know, I guess I never realized how common it was until I, you know, was sitting in the hospital having one myself. Um, yeah. So we'll talk more about miscarriage later in another episode, go more into detail, but I think it is an important thing to mention, um, you know, as we discuss pregnancy. And before we continue on, I'd want to share my very first Messy Mama challenge for you all. Uh I told you all before that we'll be starting a weekly mom challenge. Um, And all of these things are things that either I've done in my own mom journey or something that I'm going to do with you all every week. I know I don't have all my shit together, but some of these things are the things that have really been crucial to my my growth and my development and things that I know were pivotal for me to get to this point that I'm at now where even though I don't have my shit together, I feel a little bit more stable some days. Um, so if these challenges don't align, you know, with your journey or your experience, I challenge you all to do something that you said you were going to do, you know, either six months ago, a year ago, last week, call that doctor, do something, um, challenge yourself. Or if you really want to, you can reflect on this challenge from a different perspective, put yourself in, you know, someone else's shoes. And I think that that's important to say because, In only one episode since last week, um, I'm quickly learning that this podcast isn't just for single moms as much as, you know, I'm like, oh, single mom this, single mom that. Um, It's also for her and everyone else surrounding her. And I think that that's so powerful. A lot of, you know, my friends have, you know, texted me or messaged me and been like, yo, this podcast was so good. Thank you. And I, that makes my heart so happy. Um, because it's not just a conversation for us moms to have, but everyone in our village. So this week's Messy Mama Challenge is for those of us who have experienced one or maybe many miscarriages. When I miscarried, uh, my body didn't, you know, release the tissue for almost an entire month. And I remember when it did finally pass, I was going to, I was just peeing. And I felt something kind of like fall out of me. And it was at that moment I knew exactly what it was. Um, When I miscarried in the hospital or when I was in the process, the doctor told me that it, you know, it would come out and it would be look like tissue. And for that entire month, I was like, I was bleeding heavy. I was having blood clots. It wasn't fun. So I had thought that it had already passed. Uh, Come to find out it hadn't. And I don't know. I kind of froze. I didn't know exactly what to do, but I knew what it was. Um, so I grabbed, I don't even remember. I grabbed something to like scoop it out of the toilet and I put it on a towel on the toilet seat. I sat on the bathroom floor for a long time. I don't even know what, what a long time is. Um, but I did. I was frozen because, like, I just didn't know what to do, right? Like, I don't think I had fully yet processed what had happened to me. And I had felt weird about that because I'm like, 
I'm sad, but I'm not like uncontrollably sad, you know? Um, and I felt bad about that. Was I so like, I felt like I felt bad because I wasn't a complete mess and I felt like I should have been. Um, but my relationship was really unhealthy. So, you know, maybe I lucked out. I had so many thoughts at the time and there were just a lot of things that I didn't take into consideration. Um, so when I kind of like woke up and realized what I was doing on the bathroom floor, um, I wrapped it up in toilet paper and I flushed it. For me, it took a couple of weeks um, and I realized how much I regretted doing that. I wish that I had thought about it a little bit more and I wish that I had done something more to memorialize, you know, the baby that I'm, I'm not going to have here on earth with me, right? Uh, and I don't know. It took a couple weeks, but then when I realized it, I was like, shit, I wish that I had, you know, put him... I really thought that my baby was a boy. Um, I still do. I always say him. Uh, I've had dreams, and it was a baby boy. So I feel like in my heart, he, it was a boy. Uh, but that, you know, neither here nor there. Um, when I lived in Miami, I spent a lot of time at the beach. And one of my favorite beaches was Crandon Park in Miami. For anyone who's looking for, like, a clean quiet beach there you go I'm gonna put y'all on say thank you um and I wish I had I don't know I just wish I had buried him there I don't know why um but I still do I still do wish that I had done that I don't know why um but I think that there's a lot of us who don't do anything to memorialize our babies and that's that's not our faults I think that you know we do what we can in that moment uh I lost mine so early that I didn't know their gender, um, but I feel like that might have changed my experience, um, even though I was only pregnant for a few weeks before I miscarried. Um, that's just a major regret that I think I'll always have, uh, just for myself. Um, and I think that it's important for us to memorialize our babies that we've lost. So with all that being said, this week's challenge is for you to find a way to memorialize the baby or babies that you've lost. I know some people do this in different ways. Um, some people will plant trees or flowers. Some people will, shit, I don't know. I didn't do anything. And that this week for me is my challenge is thinking of a way to, you know, just have a place where I can think about the baby that I lost. Uh, I never talk about it. I never talk about this. Ooh. I think that that's the first time I've ever told anyone um, about when I actually, you know, passed the tissue and everything. Uh, that's the first time I've said it out loud, I think. Maybe. I don't know. For sure. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, okay. So... After I miscarried um, on November 13th, 2019, I gave birth to Malachi on November 15th of 2020. Blows my freaking mind that I had him literally two, almost a year and two days after I miscarried the first time. Um, and when I got pregnant the second time in 2020, 
life situations had changed and I knew that this was going to be me doing this alone. I fake graduated in May of 2020 with Kai in my belly. COVID was canceling my graduation. And so I graduated from my couch, sick to my stomach. And even with all of that happening, I was still conducting a job search. Uh, and for anyone who understands the field of higher, higher education and student affairs specifically, the first job search is a nightmare. And here I was doing it pregnant, still getting over my miscarriage that made my anxiety with my pregnancy for Kai 10 times worse than it already was. Uh, and, you know, I was just sitting there every day like, what the hell is happening? So fast forward about three months, I left Miami and I moved right outside of Boston in a new job. And one of the hardest challenges that I had was finding an OB, a pediatrician, doing all of like the pregnancy things alone. And it was, girl, it was just a foreshadowing of what was to come. So being pregnant for me was beautiful because I loved being pregnant. Malachi was very easy on me, um, but I was also miserable at the same time. And the feelings that I had sometimes got really, really, really dark. And I never really mentioned why um, I named this podcast the Messy Mama podcast. But I guess this is a good place to, you know, drop that gem. Um, Everything about becoming a single mother for me has been chaotic, right? And when we think of that we have it all together, everything needs to get done. The laundry, the sink is full. My windshield is cracked at the moment. <laughs> like, it's not just the daily shit we have to get done every day or the things that our babies need from us, but it's the up and down of every day trying to figure out if it's going to be a good day. Is my kid going to get her to daycare today? I have a conference an hour away, but I can't drop Kai off until 7.30. I won't be back in time to pick him up. Okay, Kai's dressed, had his dinner, he's in bed. Have I showered today? <laughs> like, at this point, you get so tired um, that you'll just eat the dinner off of their plates. It's disgusting. It really is. But... I say all of that to just say that the last thought that we have every day is ourselves. And I think that we as single mothers feel even more of an obligation to be able to do everything and be everything for our babies. And that goes, that starts in pregnancy. I've never in my life felt more alone. I lived an hour away from my family. Um, they rallied so hard for me and I genuinely, I say this, I could not have gone through it without my family or my best friends and the people that were close to me, you know, that stuck around and are still here helping me so much more than I could truly say thankfully, like thank you for. Um, but at the end of the day, I was still alone. Five months from then, four months, three months, two months, I was still going to have to do this by myself. Um, and that was hard for me to accept and I was scared. My situation was super messy. Um, I was I was just so unhappy, but my baby was still growing inside of me. Um, I've really only said this to the people closest to me, and it still sometimes makes me emotional to say it, um, but I was not happy about being pregnant. I was not excited. Um, 
I wasn't excited to be a mom. And for me, that, that broke my spirit because that's all I ever wanted in my life was to be a mom. Even with all of that, I knew that I would pull it together to take care of him, but I wasn't excited, right? I had done the registry. I got everything in order for my maternity leave. I was feeling my body change, but I did not. I did not feel connected to Malachi. And it's so, it hurts my heart to say that now because Malachi is everything in this life to me. Um, and it sucks that it was just so many things happening that I didn't get to experience a happy pregnancy. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, but I think the biggest thing for me is I felt guilty. Depression when you're pregnant is a real bitch. Um, and it wasn't just me suffering, which made me feel worse. Um, I couldn't find the happiness that I was seeing on social media or with my friends who were pregnant. I felt like a failure, a disappointment. I felt like a bad mother already. And I wasn't even, I, my baby wasn't even on earth yet. You know what I mean? And we go, we go into parenthood married, happy, settled, and mature. That's what, you know, society makes us think. And I was not one of those single things. I was not married. I wasn't happy. I wasn't settled. And I damn sure was not mature. And at the time, I really felt like I had, I'd let everyone down. And for me, and I know that this isn't how it was, but for me at the time, I felt like their excitement was fake. Because what was there to be excited about? Like, I was about to be a single mother. Something I had said I never wanted to be because I saw the struggle with my own mom. And I saw her work her ass off. I knew how difficult it was for her, even with my dad. My dad was still very active in my life. Um, I just felt like I had done everything opposite of what I wanted and what I had been working towards. You know, I'm a first-gen college grad on my dad's side and the first one to get a master's on my mom's. Uh... So to me, all of that felt overshadowed with COVID and with what my life was about to become. Um, and because all of this was based on my decisions, I could only beat myself up for it. So, you know, pregnancy, there's the emotional side of it. There's the medical side of it. There's the preparation side there's so many different things but for me the appointments is what really sucked each one got harder and harder I will never ever ever as long as I live forget the glucose test for anyone that doesn't know what a glucose test is basically um they have you drink like straight glucose it is like the consistency of syrup basically um, and they make it like fruity flavors, but it tastes like straight shit. Um, and they make you drink it. I think it's like, what is it? Within like three to five minutes. Um, and then they test your blood to test for gestational diabetes. Uh, my drink wasn't that bad, like compared to what other people thought, because some of these people had me terrified for what to, what this was going to be like. Right. And I was going in there by myself. So I'm scared shitless. Um, so I drank the drink and I, I didn't eat before because again, I was not taking care of myself in the way that was healthy for 
a healthy pregnancy. Um, and I thank God every single day that my son came out healthy and happy because I was not, I was neither of those things. Um, but anyways, oh my God, that's how it's all, we're getting right into it today, y'all. Like I said, I drank the drink and I had not eaten before because I wasn't taking care of myself. And I also had a lot of fear, um, that I wouldn't be what society considers an attractive pregnant woman. And as a plus size woman, I think that a lot of us have that fear. We just don't talk about it. I've never once heard someone say like, do I look attractive while they're pregnant or be like, you know, people say, oh, I feel like a whale or, you know, whatever. But as a plus size woman, I was terrified that it would just look like I gained weight and that I didn't have a baby belly or a baby bump. Um, so I will say like, I tried my best to watch my weight when I was pregnant. Um, and it didn't help that I wasn't eating. So anyways, I drank the drink and I got super sick. Um, (laughs) I remember I passed out and there were like doctors, nurses, they had ice cubes, cold claws. They're over there taking my shoes and socks off. They were laying me down. They put, um, a heart monitor on my belly for Kai. I was so dizzy. They asked me if I'd eaten. I said, no. They said, why? I said, I don't know. (laughs) They looked at me crazy. But like, I would think if they, when you go in to test your blood, right, they tell you to fast. So I thought that's what I had to do. No one told me to eat, right? Um, so after that happened, you know, they, they basically force fed me pretzels and orange juice. And when I was cleared to go, I just kind of left. Um, I did not feel good. And because of COVID restrictions, they didn't even check to make sure that like, you know, someone was outside or whatever. So after they cleared me, I drove myself to work. And I remember driving to campus, I stopped at McDonald's to get an Egg McMuffin And I started crying in the line at McDonald's. And I was just thinking, like, yo, this was something I am not supposed to have to do by myself. And I think that that was one of the first moments where I'm like, fuck, like, this is my new life now. Doing everything alone, even when it's hard, even when I don't feel good, this is my life now. Um, Which put me, like, even deeper into the feelings that I already had. And so I say all of this to say that going through pregnancy was the darkest time of my entire life. Um, And just feeling like a failure with such a blessing inside of you is like such a shitty, such a shitty feeling, you know? Um, I felt like, how is this my life? What in the world did I do wrong? When is this is what I always wanted. Like, what did I do wrong? Um, and reflecting on it now, I see that there was a lot of accountability that I, I hadn't taken that I needed to. Um, and now here we are. So all of what I went through in pregnancy um, was just a foreshadowing, truly, of what the next year for me was going to be like battling with postpartum And I hope that we're able to spend a lot of time on that because there's so many layers to it. 
um, when I was around six months pregnant, I knew that it probably wasn't good for me to be by myself all the time. My best friend, um, he was around a lot, but my family lived an hour away. So every Friday when I would get off of work, I would drive up to their house and just spend the weekend because it's like inherently I knew that I I needed to rely on the people around me because I was not going to make it through on my own. And that's so scary and sad to say out loud, but it, you know, that is, that's the truth. And in the thick of it, that is the truth. Um, Throw in hormones and everything else that pregnancy already is. And I can honestly say that if it hadn't been for my people um, who checked in on me or force fed me, um, either I would not be here or my son would not be as healthy as he is. And that is the fact of it. Um, You know, I held a lot of regret for that for like, I would say the first year of Malachi's life. And then I had to sit back and be like, Cass, like, y'all, you were going through it, girl, you know? And pregnancy is not the same for everyone. We all go through it differently. So if I had to go back and live it all over again, I would do things completely different. Um, I think that for me, I was beyond terrified because my stomach was growing and I wasn't anywhere near ready And after now going through this self-love journey, I would say that the one thing that I think would have made a difference um, would have been having the confidence and trust in myself that I'm going to make this shit work on my own. Uh, Of course, I needed my family and my close friends, but I wish that I had loved myself enough then to know that I was going to make it happen for Malachi. Um, And for anyone who's at this point in their journeys, I'm going to be upfront and honest with y'all. This is called the Messy Mama Podcast. This shit does not get easier. Everyone says it does. It really does not. But what happens is, we, you know, we get better at managing all of that shit that life throws at us. Life definitely doesn't slow down the older that we get or the older that the kids get. My son is talking now, and Lord, like, I'm, I'm really in for it with him. <laughs> But you learn to love the chaos, you know, now when my life is like somewhat balanced or my house is clean and is quiet, I'm like, I'm like, what do I do? Like, rest while you can, girl, put your feet up and eat whatever the hell you want while you're pregnant, because you aren't ever going to be able to do it again. I promise. Maybe when you're a grandmother or like the matriarch of the family, but definitely not now or anytime soon. So give that up or enjoy it now. Um. We need to learn to give ourselves grace while we're going through it, especially if you know that this journey is going to be one of just you and your baby. Um, If you're a new mom and you're doing it alone, do it however the hell you want to do it. When When I felt like I wasn't connected to Kai, which was honestly a lot of my pregnancy, Um, I would go to the baby stores by myself. I would go look at all the strollers. I did all the things that you do when you're having a baby. I just did it alone. Um, Don't let it ruin the experience of bringing a life into this world because there are some things that I wish I had done more of or, you know, looked forward to more or whatever when I was pregnant. So make this experience yours. Name the baby whatever the hell you want to and I think that that is one superpower of being a single mother 
is the fact that we don't have to consult nobody when it comes to our children. I want to cut his hair, bet I'm going to go do it. I want to go get him a passport. I don't need your approval. Like, (laughs) so (laughs) with that, I want to share um, the first messy mama tip that I have for y'all. I really struggled when I first had Malachi with his last name. Um, He was mine and that was it. he's mine. (laughs) So he has my last name. And that was a decision that I made completely on my own, even though, you know, there were some people who tried to talk me out of it. Uh, luckily they didn't push too hard because I think at that time I'm, I probably would have considered it, um, like not giving him mine. Um, but I'm very happy that I did. So my tip for anyone in the same boat is to really, really, really think about the pros and the cons uh, when it comes to, you know, birth certificate things and last name stuff. Um, if a father is involved, we as women also, we need to do a better job of taking that into consideration when it comes to stuff like this. If a man is putting in the effort, let him put in the effort, but also make him respect the shit out of you. Okay? Like, no. It, mm-mm. I don't know. I can't talk on that because I don't have that issue, but that's hard. Okay. Anyways, make sure you know what comes, you know, with either decision that you make and know it before you push that jit out. (laughs) Okay. I had not fully decided when I went into labor what I was going to do. And it came down to one of the hospital, like admins coming into my room and being like, listen, we need the paperwork. Like you're leaving tomorrow. (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm not ready. I hadn't even picked out his middle name. My mom picked out his middle name. (laughs) So, um, yeah, make make sure you have all of that stuff in order. Um, I made the right choice, and I'm thankful that I did, but that choice is something that the main focus of that choice should be your child. It should be about them and not about any beef that y'all have going on. Just a gentle reminder, okay? We're not bitter. We're just better, okay? And that's the end of that, period. So (laughs) I hope that, you know, this episode gave you just a little bit of comfort if you're on the same journey. And if you're not, here's another perspective, you know, just to consider. Even in pregnancy, we go through the pains of having to do this alone. And like I said before, for me, that was the darkest time. So be there for your friends if they're pregnant. Be there if you know that you're going that they're going through something. Um, life's too short. So love your messy mama if you're not one. Okay. And I hope that you have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And please, 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 please do something for yourself and give yourself some love. I need to do. I need to get a petty, but like. I'm trying to figure out how to do all this nail stuff on my own because I can't. I can't. This stuff is pricey. Um, so get your nails done. Go to a bookstore. Organize your pantry. I don't know. Do something. Um, all right. I love y'all. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.